Well, I want to, you know. Are you nervous? Uh, no, I feel good. Good. This conversation is perfect, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I when I first met uh, you know Sarah, she kind of came as a fluke because her husband or her fiance, should I say, I served with him in the military, and he was he's an internet marketer. He's done really well for himself in that. And um, she came to I don't know how we started talking, like how she even came to the mix, but this was a few months back and. And when we met, we just had a really interesting connection, and you know, someone that started kind of really quiet, but she she never missed one thing about her. She never misses a train, yeah, ever. <laughs> and she is really giving of herself. You know, she, she I think she she epitomizes to me, you know, team before self. You know, and she's willing to give her time and read. And she has so much experience. You know, world traveler. She has a really great story, and um, I just really value her as a human being. And I know that when when she speaks, like I've had a chance to see other aspects of her as I got to know her the last few months, and I'm like, oh my God, she has it, you know. And this is so this is a new way of expression for her through finances and things like that. But she just has a tremendous gift, of, you know. Just she finds ways to make better, and she sees the golden people. And it's something that I really value about her. And you know, the more I get to know her, the more I just love her to pieces. And I'm just really grateful that you're here. And you know, this is her first time training tonight. So let's give a round of applause to associate Sarah Bryant. Well, this is a great experience for me because I have wanted to do speaking. Honestly, I haven't really wanted to. I've just felt like I should. And so this is kind of giving me a platform to do something that I felt like I should do for a while. So I'm very, very grateful to be here. I'm very grateful for every single one of you to be here. Getting out and being around other people and bringing your unique individual experiences to the table literally changes all of our brains. Like, the more experiences that we hear from other people, the more we learn about the collective and it's it's just awesome for every single one of you to be here. So thank you for coming out tonight. Yeah, this is great. So mindset. When I told my dad yesterday uh, that I was going to be speaking about mindset today, he goes, oh, you know what? The first thing that I thought of when you said that, and I was thinking, don't tell me, Dad, because I don't want to add what you're thinking into this mix. But he goes, don't let your mind be set. And I was like, wow, that's so powerful because if you mm -hmm. if you stop if you're like this is how it is you have no room to grow but if you always keep an open mind then you're open to so many possibilities and there are so many possibilities out there so i went kind of far down the rabbit hole with this one so Hopefully not too far, but maybe we went a little maybe bit. you with the right group today. Yeah, exactly, actually. Right. And there were so many, I almost talked myself out of this presentation so many times, but I had little things that kept happening that I was like, okay, no, this is okay. This is okay. It's not too far. These people, they can handle it. <laughs> so um, I had a lot of ideas go through my mind about what I want to talk about the instant you were like, okay, you're going to be training next week. I was like, oh, and I had a bunch of stuff go through my head, but the very first one was the power of your intention. It's so powerful. But to get to the power of intention, 
First, we're going to go through a journey into consciousness to understand how your intention really becomes real. Like, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I want to start with a seven minute video and this video sums up exactly how I feel about life. The video is pretty old. I found it in 2010 and I was just, I mean, mind blown. So it was a little bit longer. I edited some of it out. The music might be a little bit loud and annoying, but I personally found every single moment of this super profound and enlightening. So sit back, relax, take a deep breath, eat some popcorn, and open your mind. Tonight's talk is consciousness, creativity, and the brain. And um, if you have a golf ball size consciousness, when you read a book, you'll have a golf ball size understanding. When you look out, a golf ball size awareness. And when you wake up in the morning, a golf ball size wakefulness. But if you could expand that consciousness, then you read the book, more understanding. You look out, more awareness. And when you wake up, more wakefulness. It's consciousness. And there's an ocean of pure, vibrant consciousness inside each one of us. And it's right at the source and base of mind, right at the source of thought, and it's also at the source of all matter. There is no matter as such. All matter originates and exists only by virtue of a force which brings the particle of an atom to vibration and holds this most minute solar system of the atom together. We must assume behind this force the existence of a conscious and intelligent mind. This mind is the matrix of all matter. Matter seems like a good place to begin. The solidity of the world seems totally indisputable. As a fixed thing that you can see and touch, your body is also reassuringly solid. But beginning with Einstein, modern physics has assured us that this solidity is a mirage. All of physical matter, everything we have around us, is the result of a frequency. And what that also means is that if you amplify the frequency, the structure of the matter will change. It's as if reality is so connected that when you look at one small part, you can see things about other parts, that the entire whole is contained in the part. And in a sense, you can't divide reality up because we're cutting up a hologram. We can't find where one particle is because it's always a reflection of all particles. In a hologram, the whole pattern is whole and complete unto itself. And if you were to take any little portion of this whole out and examine it closely, you will see the entire pattern repeating itself again and again and again anywhere in this pattern if we were to change one little aspect on any one of these little holograms that change would be reflected throughout the entire system quantum physics has revealed what ancient masters knew matter does not exist the substance of the universe is consciousness belief that the substance of the universe is matter leads to what I call a fear-greed dichotomy. As people in their quiet desperation attempt to accumulate as many material 
possessions and riches as possible. In fact, the substance of the universe is consciousness. Therefore, it is behavior that is important. Fear is a very slow, dense vibrational state. And the more you embody fear, and the whole of this manipulated society is globally, is structured to make us fear, to make us have stress, to make us worry about tomorrow, and have guilt about yesterday, and forget about now. It brings us into a, a slow, vibrating, dense state. We should be very careful about what we believe about the future. The more you attach to a belief system, if reality is holographic, you're helping create it by believing it. And you know the great clairvoyant Edgar Cayce said that reality is built out of thought and our every thought starts to build reality. We're like spider spinning web and that web starts to build and build. Information is the key because this matrix, this illusory reality that we think is real, people say to me, what is the matrix? Answer, it's information. Information creates fractals. As information flow increases, the number of fractals, mathematically speaking, increase. This was demonstrated by a mathematician named Theodore Gordon. Fractals are unpredictable functions, so things are becoming more and more unpredictable. At the subatomic level, reality behaves in accordance with the expectation of the observer, or the measurer, the scientist. Why is that remarkable? Because everything in the universe is composed of those subatomic particles. These atoms are particles that are whirling at lightning speeds around huge empty spaces. And the particles aren't material objects. They are fluctuations of energy and information in a huge void of energy and information. And what the science now is showing is that when you can change the field that the atom is in, you change the atom. And we're made of those atoms. So when we have feelings in our hearts, we're changing the field uh, that connects the stuff everything is made of, and we literally are altering our physical reality. You know, people look through their eyes and they think, this is the world, but it isn't. It's a tiny, tiny frequency range within an infinite energy field of infinite frequency ranges. And basically, it's like a holographic television channel. It is the act of consciousness that actually creates the building block that the universe is made of. I can't imagine a universe that exists without us because it's the act of us observing the world around us that is creating, allowing us to create as we go in a participatory universe. We may never find the edge of our universe as we're looking to define what, what this universe looks like. We may never find the smallest particle uh, in, in the quantum world to see what this stuff is that we're made out of. And the reason is because everywhere we look, everywhere that consciousness explores with the expectation that something will be there, that exploration, that act of looking, observation is the act that creates something for us to see. That we are actually building this universe as we go. Consciousness is the programming language of the universe. We are consciousness conductors, that's what we do, that's who we are. Mm. Consciousness comes through us, it emanates from us. We are the creators, uh, we are the ones who are targeted on this planet because we are the ones who transmit the reality just like everybody else does. If you switch your brain off and you are sucked into the, the mainstream media illusion, 
we must understand that we are being used because we create reality. So if we are manipulated in a certain way, and if we are modulated in a certain way, then our creation becomes not ours, but somebody else's. And what happens if we all do it? Everyone in this room decides to take control of reality. I'm talking about reality. I'm talking about quantum physics. I'm talking about taking control of things from the quantum level up, from the molecular level up, and it works. One of the things we're actually dealing with is some, as I say, some kind of operating system that can be hacked using words. I want to bring up some bullet points from the video and then share a couple stories and then I would like us all to do an experiment. Don't worry, it's going to be something you do on your own time. It's not going to be anything crazy, um, but it goes along with the story. So the first bullet point was from the second clip. It was Wayne Dyer talking about a man named Max Planck who won the Nobel Prize for his work on the atom. And he and Einstein were both considered to be two of the most brilliant minds in science. They were the type of people that needed real hardcore data, not like woo-woo people like me. They'd be like, oh yeah, I use your mind for it and whatever. No, they needed stuff that was really measurable. And as Max received the Nobel Prize, these were his words. As a man who has devoted his whole life to the most clear-headed science, to the study of matter, I can tell you the result of my research about atoms this much. There is no matter as such. All matter originates and exists only by virtue of a force which brings a particle of an atom to vibration and holds this most minute solar system of the atom together. We must assume behind this force the existence of a conscious and intelligent mind. This mind is the matrix of all matter. All of it. There is an intelligent force behind everything. And as we look for it, we're literally creating it. Everything in the physical world is made out of atoms. Atoms are made out of energy. And energy is made out of consciousness. It's, about, it's made out of what we're thinking about. Matter is not solid. All of physical matter, everything that's around us, is the result of a frequency. And if you amplify the frequency, the structure of the matter changes. Even in the Bible it says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That blew my mind. Like, I'm not necessarily into religion, but when I stepped back and I heard that again, I was like... I mean, my mind was blown. Do you guys know who this man is? The yes. Zoro Emoto? He's the one that deal with the water? He's the yeah. water guy, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> no, so, we don't know what he... Oh, that's the... Okay, you'll, you'll see a, a little bit of it. So he's a Japanese researcher who photographs water crystals, and he's really responsible for people not really looking at water as just water anymore. Uh, during his work, he figured out that water is closely connected to an individual or group consciousness and is extremely sensitive to vibration and information such as words or music. So words have been found to affect water crystals. Japanese researcher and healer Dr. Emoto conducted experiments on water molecules. These experiments showed that human thoughts and intention can physically alter the molecular structure of water. Specifically, the water crystals were altered simply through conscious intention. Words have a vibration that will actually alter the structure of water crystals. He found that uplifting positive and encouraging words created beautiful and balanced symmetrical crystals. So, Juan Carlo 
talks about using words to speak life into people. It's quite literal. It really it is quite literal. So this is another experiment <coughs> by Moto. It was a 30-day water rice experiment where for 30 days every day they went in and talked to the rice and said thank you or said you're an idiot or ignored it. You know, my sister, I remember the first time she just drove me crazy and I was like just trying to get her to, you know, leave me alone and finally I was like, I'm just going to ignore her. I was like, I can't handle it, I'm just going to ignore her. And it, it was more painful to her for me to ignore her than for me to get angry at her. And when I saw this, I was like, it just put that childhood memory into perspective. Like, wow, it was just a really weird, sorry if I'm in the way. It was just a really weird thing for me. So these are pictures also that were taken. Can, can you go back? I yeah. was just reading the... Oh, yeah. What happened with the rice then? Or is this a so they put these, it's, it's three different jars of rice, mm -hmm. and they put them in a room, and they went and talked to them mm -hmm. for 30 days, and this one they ignored. So that one they said thank you to, that one they said you're an idiot. So this one's still white, that one's turned mm -hmm. black, and that one's turned moldy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know, I was like, what? So... Done. And it's all yeah. based on the fact that they're in water. The water is what's receiving the message. Yes. Along with the yes. Oh, with the rice. Wow. So okay. So this is also from him. This is this is different water with some some of these bottles of water. He just labeled, you know, thank you or gratitude or love or or whatever. Some of them were bad. Some of them, you know, I hate you, and it turned out like that. Uh, I love you turned out like that. This is. This is the same polluted water, and this this is from this is from a bottle of water, and then 500 people sending it positive vibrations, and then that's what it turned into later. Yeah, that's fascinating, isn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I I just I love this. I I think it's so beautiful. So clearly, words and intention or lack thereof have power. So if matter doesn't exist, an intention, vibration, prayer, words, feelings, and thoughts are the most powerful force in the world. That brings us to the second point of the video. Is life really like a hologram? Is it in an intangible illusion? Hmm. It's an interesting thought. And if it really is, if none of this is real, if it is an intangible illusion, if the whole image is in the part, if it's all, do you guys understand what a hologram is? Yeah. Very complicated. But it's like in every piece of the hologram is the whole. So if that's true, what that means to me is that when we change ourselves, we change the whole. So when you become better, you're literally making all of reality better. Every choice you make, no matter how big or small, is going to affect the entire world. No pressure. So for example, just smiling at someone, that can literally change their entire physiology and you don't know what that's going to do to affect the rest of their day which could change the rest of their life and everybody's life they come in contact with thereafter. So I used to think, who am I to do anything about anything? 
And now I've realized you are everything. We all are everything. We're all a part of the whole and everything we do changes the whole. Consciousness is the programming language of the universe. We are consciousness conductors. Infinite consciousness comes through us. And if we switch our brain off, if we let the program, the repetitive program take over and just become a cog in the system living, doing the nine to five robot thing, you know, no one is going to, no one's going to have better intentions for you than you are. And this is one of the most serious and important reasons I see to become an entrepreneur because you don't want someone else to take over your mind because it's, they're not going to have your best intention at heart. So part two, what is intention? <coughs> According to Joe Dispenza, intention is getting clear on what you want. You don't have to know how you're going to get what you want. You just have to know what mm. you want. The, and the more clear you get about it, the more specific you'll be. Exactly the stories you guys were just talking about. The breast <laughs> cancer story. Oh, maybe I'll get a boob job. Isaac, oh, I want to be wise. You've got to be specific with this stuff because if you're not, you never know what's going to happen. So it's got to have specific reasons. I've got tragic stories, too, about, <laughs> being, about being broad. Here's an example of being broad from me. <laughs> I really, so many things that led up to this presentation, I was just like, yeah, no, I'm supposed to share this. So I went to Las Vegas a while ago. I love to gamble. I've loved to play cards since I was like 16. I used to play poker with friends of mine, and I always did so good, and I thought I was so great at it, and then I moved to a different state, and then I and started to play with new people, and I was like, oh, I just... I could read my friends really well. I'm not as good as I thought. Anyway, I went to Las Vegas once, and I went with the sole intention to to gamble, just to just to gamble, and specifically to have other people buy me in. I was gonna just get dolled up and walk through casinos and wait for people to ask me to play because I had seen it happen before. I'd been to Vegas quite a few times and. I realized after I got there, why am I here? I don't want to do this at all. And so I started to say, the universe gives me money. The universe gives me money. The universe gives me money, just over and over. And I think it was on maybe my second day, I had $400 in 20s in my purse, and I wanted to get them changed for 100 so I'm walking to the cashier's cage. And I'm in a beautiful hotel. It's uh, the Cosmopolitan, have any of you guys been there? Yeah. I love that place. It's so beautiful. It's so, it's just, I love it. So I'm walking the cashier's cage. I see the cashier. We make eye contact. As I'm walking, there's nobody else around. As I'm walking towards this guy, he reaches down in his drawer and he pulls out $300 bills and sets them down on the counter. I'm not thinking about it at all. I have no idea what he's doing. Doesn't even cross my mind. I get up there and I go to count my money and I already knew how much it was and I handed it to him. I said, I'm just going to let you count that. I said, it's 400, um, but I'm just going to let you count it. So he counts it, puts it in the drawer, takes out 400 and sets it behind the $300. So he had put the $300 closer to me. I swear this really happened. And then he had the $400 closer to him. 
And I look down at the money, and I look at him, and I look down at the money, and I look at him, and I look down at the money, and I look at him, and I said, what is this, a bonus? <laughs> like, I wasn't trying to, you know, do anything bad. I said, what is this, a bonus? He didn't say anything. And then I started to think what I had been saying, and I'm like, is that possible? And so I decided to stall to see if he picks up his money, right? So I go in my bag and I pull out two tens and I hand him two tens. I'm like, can I get a 20 for that? And he, sure, sets it down. Again, I would still need to reach over the random $300 this guy laid out. And I'm like, <laughs> pick it up, pick up the pick up the 400, pick up the 300, pick up the 20. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you know, I turn around and I start walking away and I'm like, what just happened? And I'm like, I'm going to go play craps. <laughs> I had told myself, <laughs> I told myself I wasn't going to gamble with my money. But I was like, you know what? Whatever. I was like, I'm going to do it. So I get to a craps table, and I put down 300 And I played for maybe an hour. And I look down at my chips, and I have exactly the same thing I started with. And I was like, I'm done. So I, I go to pick up my chips, and I turn around to walk away. I get maybe to that wall. And I get a tap on the shoulder. I turn around and I'm like, yes. This person goes, when you walked away, the table got cold. I didn't even recognize this person. And I was like, I'm sorry. You know, I don't know what to say about that. And he goes, how about I'll give you $300 to come back and play again? I was like, I don't think I can say no to that. So I turned <laughs> and I went back to the crowd's table. And as we're walking there, this guy goes, you know what, really, if you just want, I swear, he goes, if you just want to take the money and walk, that's fine. And I was like, no, I was like, I want to play. I was like, I want to play. So I go over there, super <coughs> cool, we talked, it was fun. I won another $300. And I, am you know, played for, I don't know, maybe an hour, and then I was like, okay, you know, I'm done. So I go to leave, and I'm walking away, and I'm looking down at this $900 in my hand that just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> It was, I took a picture, I should have put, I should have put it in here, I just yeah. took a picture of me with this random money, like how, how did this get here? And I didn't put a, I didn't put a number on it, I just said the universe gives me money. And honestly, if it had only been like a couple hundred dollars, I really wouldn't have even thought of it. But that was significant enough for me to be like, holy shit, this is what I was <laughs> thinking about. So... How much so, time passed between your manifestation and your visit to I, Las Vegas? I so I was well, I was in Las Vegas. So oh, I, I got okay. to Las Vegas and I was like, "Why am I here?" I was like, "I don't want to be doing this." Okay. And then I started to say that over and over, and it was probably two days. Two days went by, and I was saying that randomly. I said <laughs> it maybe, you know, I don't know, a few times. I'm not sure how many times I said it, but I really thought it. And I was like, "How? You know, how's it gonna? Like, I'm in Vegas. There's money everywhere. Like, it'll happen somehow." So, anyway, so that happened. So another story, and then we'll go into the experiment. Was when I lived in Florida, I stopped by a friend's house and we got caught up in a conversation and we started talking about a book called Prometheus Rising. It was very, have any of you heard of that book? No. I've heard of it. Mm -hmm. Super, super interesting. And at the end of the book, at the end of every chapter of the book, they have an exercise for you to do. And he says that the reader absolutely will not understand the book unless they do the, the exercises given at the end of every chapter. You cannot understand it unless you do the exercise. 
it's exactly like you being like, you can read about how to do a backstroke, but until you get in the pool and do it, you're not really going to understand it. So chapter one is the thinker and the prover. And the first quote is from Buddha, and it is, all that we are is the result of what we have thought. It is founded on a thought. It is based on a thought. Experiment one. So I'm at my friend Chris's house, and we decide to read this book. And he's walking around. He's pacing the room, right? It's not a big room. It's, you know, decent-sized room. He's pacing the room, reading the first page of this. So we get to the end of the chapter. I'm sitting down, and... We get to the end of the, the first chapter, and the first experiment is imagine that the universe is going to give you a quarter. It's mystically going to appear. The universe is going to give you a quarter. It's not like, like it's just going to, it's, it's going to give you a quarter. So Chris and I both are scanning the floor for quarters, right? <laughs> like we're both looking, like, okay, where's the magic quarter, right? So then he goes... <laughs> So then he goes into the second part of the experiment is imagine, so on a separate occasion, after you found the mystical quarter, imagine there are just quarters lost everywhere. There's just quarters everywhere. So of course you're going to find a quarter because there's quarters lost everywhere, right? It's your mind just finding or attracting or creating or who knows how this stuff works, but it's, it's going to happen one way or another. So what? No, it's just the same as if you buy a car and you say, I'm buying this because I like it and it's different. And then that same day you go out and you see your exact right. car everywhere. Exactly. Your mind is saying, exactly. You're, I see this now. Exactly. And boom. Yeah. So, so he goes into the second part and you know, there's quarters everywhere. And he's getting to the end of the chapter and he stops. And he looks at me and he looks down and he picks up his foot and he goes... Did you do that? And I said, do what? And I swear to God, this man had a quarter under his foot. I'm not joking. And he said it was cold. He said it was not room temperature. He said it was cold, as if it had appeared. All right? I would not make this up, okay? So I'm, I'm like super confused. Like, did he do that? But I was watching him, right? So. So, so that happened. So two days go by, it might have been the next day, he was going to the airport and he sends me a picture. He sits down in an airport chair and he sends me a picture. The chair he sat down in next to him was a pocket full of change. Someone's lost change with a quarter in it. Okay, so I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> I'm like, wow, that was really fast. I hadn't been imagining a quarter. So we started this exercise. I didn't tell him this. I didn't imagine a quarter. I started imagining a $50 bill. Hundreds are pretty <laughs> common, right? <laughs> She's like, forget about that. Yeah, what? why would I, if I'm going to manifest something, why would it be a quarter? So I thought hundreds are pretty common, 20s are pretty common, 50s are not that common. So I thought, I'm going to find a 50, or I'm going to manifest one, create it, it's going to be lost. I didn't care, and I wasn't imagining two different ways. I was just imagining finding, getting a $50 bill, and giving it away. So thinking about how reality works, 
the images in your mind, that's how you attract it because your mind doesn't know the difference between what's imagined and what's real. So I saw that part in my head. I saw me giving away a 50. I didn't know how I was going to find it, but I saw me giving away a 50. And I knew I didn't want it to be something I worked for. I wanted it to be free money for me because I didn't want to just, you know what I mean? So I was like, <laughs> I know what you I'm going to be experiment here. Let's you know, make this work at least for free for me. So after Chris had gone to the, the thing, it was maybe about a week later, I texted my, my friend Serena and I said, we're going to go to the casino. And Serena was super broke. I knew she was really in a really bad spot in her mind. <laughs> she really was. And she was like, I can't. And I said, stop it. I go, we're going to go gamble. It's going to be fun. Don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of it. I was like, we're just going to go have a good time. She was like, are you sure? And I said, I'm positive. So we get to the casino and we go into the... Uh, we go into the big pro poker room, and I put $100 down for, for each of us. For, no, for, I'm sorry, for both of us. So it was 50 for her, 50 for me. I'm totally not thinking about this experiment. We sit down at a table, and I go out like that. Like I had, we had been playing for a while. When I bet, I'll bet big. If I think I got it, I'm just going to go all in. Like I'll bet big. And I gave myself away. I laughed. This guy was just so serious, and I couldn't take it anymore. So I just laughed, and he was like, okay, call. And so I went out. I told Serena, I said, don't worry about it. I said, stay, take your time. I said, on my phone. I've got, you know, I keep myself entertained for hours. And uh, so I go over, and maybe 20 minutes later, maybe less, she, she gets up and she comes over to me and she hands me all her chips. And I just told her I was going to buy her in. I didn't say she owed me anything. I didn't say she was going to have to give me the chips back. But she walked up to me and just handed me all the chips. So I take them over to the cashier's cage. I didn't count them. I had no idea it was in there. And I set it down in this lady. And they always, consistently, have always just given me the biggest bill back. It's not been like, do you want 20s? Do you want a couple fives? It's always just been the biggest bill they, could, they, they had. This lady hands me two 50s. And I'm like, oh, OK. I won't lose my money. And as I'm going to hand Serena, $50, I was like, holy shit, that's <laughs> the $50 that manifested out of nowhere. I didn't pay for it. It was free money for me, and she just made $50. I was, I texted Chris immediately. <coughs> I was like, you will never believe what just happened. So, so that's, that was mind-blowing to me, and the experiment that I think that we should do, and you could do one that's different, but I think it would be interesting to do it this way, is to imagine someone coming to you, even if no one knows you do life insurance, imagine someone coming to you and being like, I need to take care of my future. Like, they might not even be talking to you in a way that they're expecting you to be able to help them, but just someone coming to you and being like, I need a life insurance policy, I need help with my finances, I need help with my savings, anything. Just start imagining, because you can't understand it until you do the experiment yourself, but you really have to see it. You really have to believe it. And one of the, one of the things I've noticed, especially with, with entrepreneurs that are good people, is some of them, I think a lot of them have a hard time with receiving money. And I think in this business in particular, it is a lot easier. 
if you don't necessarily imagine yourself receiving money, but you can imagine yourself helping people, and in this business, helping people results in money. So, just a thought. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so, so that's it. So I think that you should imagine that. And the last thing that I want to close with is one more thing for you to think about and to prove to yourself. And that is that you are a very wealthy entrepreneur. Not necessarily using the word successful, because successful, you could be happy and be successful being happy, mm -hmm. but imagine yourself being a very wealthy entrepreneur, because the more wealthy you are, truly the more miracles you can make happen. So, that's it. <laughs> well, that went better than I thought it was going to. <laughs> Where were you day one with this training? Right? Starting the business, yeah. right? I want to be here right now. It was very Dude, good. That was. You, you that effed was up because now I know what you're. You know, <laughs> that was phenomenal. Yeah. That was uh, on many, many levels. It's really. I was. Uh, I was captivated. I was just like, you had me. I was really sucked in. Like I don't know if you guys felt that way. I was just like, yeah. right. I was totally sucked into uh, your your content, and you're right. It was your energy. You know, you had such a passion up here, and which is really refreshing to get a new twist and new trainers up here, right? Because um, I felt inspired. Like it was a very like, and I was, you know, I read a lot about my emotions. I'm like, oh, how do I feel right now? I feel inspired right now. You know, and I really, with out of shadow, without I really believe that. Like I wrote down Prometheus right on, okay, like I really mm -hmm. believe, you know, in repetition, right? And imagine that. And I am going to do that experiment. I yeah. am going to take it seriously. Because yes. um, I really do believe that. Yes. I do believe that in creating that. And um, loved it. Every bit of it. Awesome. Right? We got we, we to gotta have you up here more. <laughs> and uh, so that was, that was nice. That was good. I'm glad, it was, I'm glad you came up here this evening. So awesome, guys. Wow. Tonight was better than I thought it was going to be. Not typical training for an insurance company, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? So, you know, people that work in the industry is like, they did not talk like this in your life, right? You know? <laughs> you know? And so I want this to be that way, right? Yeah. And I welcome that, you know? And so, <laughs> loved it. Loved it more than even the words, what I'm telling you, don't do it justice, right? Awesome. Loved it. You did. You, you smashed it. Yeah. yeah. You did a great, great job. <laughs> <laughs>